Welcome to another episode of Peers Over Beers, your favorite digital and social evangelist podcast with your industry veteran hosts, Chris Tetzel. This podcast starts now. Welcome to another Peers Over Beers. I'm Chris Detzel, and today we have special guest, but she's been on before. Allison Boudreau. Hey, everyone. Allison, how are you? I am doing fantastic. How are you, Chris? Doing well. Tell me what tell me what you do, your title and all that stuff again. Yeah. Just, just for the audience again. No worries. So um, I'm Allison Boudreau. I am the director of digital programs, education and community over at Calix. We are a telecom um, software and hardware provider across the U.S. and globally. And my team really focuses on customer success at scale. So hmm. we're really focused on enabling customers, answering customer questions, and really building community amongst um, our customers in very different ways. You know, you have a really long title. Mine got long too. My, my title is like Director of Customer Community and Engagement. Wonderful. Um, yeah. And, and, and I was like, yeah, I like that title because before it was Program Manager Community. Mm. <laughs> so, <laughs> and so I asked my boss, go, can we change it? You know, because it doesn't really justify what I do. You know, like a program yeah. manager, it just doesn't, because th- then they were like, well, in the system, it says program director. I'm like, yeah, I don't, I mean, that's just boring. <laughs> you know, it's, um, I, we have a lot of new people starting and um, one of my colleagues reached out to me and said, you have a very long title, but it doesn't really tell me what you do at Calix. And I was like, mm. yeah, let's have a conversation about that. Cause it is. People don't really understand what a digital program is or what a community is um, until we really talk about it. So I like customer engagement. That's kind of where I'm going in my next uh, promotion for sure is having customer engagement and education in my title. No, I like that. I I like the engagement piece a lot. And because to me, it's yes, I do customer engagement, but I also do um, uh, employee engagement. I also do partner engagement and Mm -hmm. potential prospect engage. It's, it's kind of all across the board. Um, but I, I digress a little bit. Uh, today, during our pre-show, um, we kind of talked about some virtual events, some on-site events that you are in charge of and that you are helping training the events team and all those kinds of things. And, you know, there's a lot of that going on right now. And, and I'm interested in, because it's going on with me as well, um, and, and so for selfish reasons, um, you know, you're the expert in, in these things and been doing it for a while. I would love to kind of get your view of one is maybe an outline of how you guys are thinking about events virtually, uh, maybe even the on-site stuff from yeah. a community uh, education space or digital programs, or I don't know, whatever piece yeah. <laughs> of your title <laughs> that deals with, but um so I just want to hear more and, and then I'll ask questions, you know, from there, because this is intriguing to me. Yeah. Yeah. So um, just a little bit of history about my time at Calix. I actually came in as a trade show manager on the marketing team 12 years hmm. ago. Okay. So I'd come from healthcare before coming into telecom events and trade shows was a great place to start because I got to learn about customer problems and I got to learn about the industry very quickly. Um and, you know, over my time, I, I worked into marketing campaigns and communications and demand generation and overseeing the full events team until I came into customer success. And when I came over to customer success, I was a team of one doing what I am doing now with a team of 15. 
Uh, wow. Definitely not doing it as well. Um, but just trying <laughs> to figure out the bones of, you know, we have a great um, premier customer success team. They're the one-to-one engagement, right? That yep. you think about traditionally. My job and my puzzle to kind of build was success at scale. And mm-hmm. so that, it, it, I mean, it's one in to my, many is one really, to many, a hundred percent. And one of the things that we were tasked with was this idea of what we call circles of success. And so that's, if you think about my title, it's the digital programs piece, mm. virtual engagements and in-person engagements for customers post-sales. So I'm not handling trade shows. I'm not handling our large user group. Um, We have an incredible events team that does that very, very well, but we kind of clip in to pieces of that. So um, circles of success we were talking about, these are um, small group discussions. So it it really shouldn't be larger than 10 people because once you get past that, people won't really engage, they'll listen, uh, but they won't chime in as much. And we, we bring them together to talk about a topic. So for example, marketing campaign best practices. We'll bring together a group of marketers and say, okay, we're not going to talk. We're moderating this discussion and we want to hear, you know, what is the best campaign that you've run lately and why was it a success? And then they'll all answer. And what's really magical about these kind of sessions is the sharing that happens between the people at the table. You're, you're able to ask those follow-up questions of like, I tried that, but this didn't quite work. And people are chiming and saying, well, have you tried this? Or, mm-hmm. And it becomes this great sharing of people who are in the job doing the work that have kind of, you know, expertise in a way that we at Calix don't have, yeah. right? Um, and we're just facilitating the discussion. We started, when I joined this team, we had three a week. This was pre-pandemic, so in 2019, we ran three of these sessions a week, which is different audiences across our business. And this is the virtual piece, right? This is all virtual. Digital, so yeah, 100%. And we did have some in person, like we would link into kind of industry events and work with the event team to say, hey, if we could, you know, sponsor like an hour long session, we have something really different that's not a PowerPoint presentation, Mm. right? Let's let your event attendees come here and have these conversations, and we'll show you how to do it. Um, and then COVID hit and we went from three sessions a week to 25 Wow! because everything was virtual. And, you know, we work with, um, telecom providers who were, had a huge, it, it actually gave me, um, I think about it, getting the chills. We facilitated conversations of companies who were trying to figure out how to get Wi-Fi to the kids who now had to do you know, school virtually, people who were working from home, mm. how to get in and install that internet into somebody's home without, you know, contracting COVID or bringing. So it was, um, it was a lot of work to kind of ramp from that three a week to 25, but the conversations, customers were grateful for us. Mm. They were like awesome. hearing, you know, what other, you know, how, do you put Wi-Fi on a school bus and put it in the school parking lot? So all the kids can like, I mean, it was just incredible they were grateful for us. I was grateful that we could offer that to them. Um, and then we just stayed on that cadence. So we are running between 15 and 25 of these circles events in addition to other virtual sessions a week. So that sounds like a lot of activity. And I have some questions yeah, because sure. I, think it, I think for me, is, is I kind of think about stuff like this is 
how do you track it? How do you, you know, are you creating additional content from that? So are you recording them, oh, then Chris, using them, yeah. you know, and, and, and then writing blogs about it or, you know, all that kind of stuff that I think you know, and introducing training into this, how somehow, you know, bringing in, you know, I think there's yeah. lots of opportunity. So can you tell me a little bit more about that? Yeah. So that's exactly um, what we plan. So we do not record the sessions. We okay. want to make sure that people are open, feel like they can, you know, cause it's a vulnerable space for people to go. I don't know how to do this. Yeah. Um, and so what our team does is we will take notes on the call, mm-hmm. right? We do, we do have just like a slide with questions. It's nothing, it's not heavy for us. We don't want people to like have to flip through, you know, a whole bunch yeah. of slides, but then kind of the key takeaways, we turn those into knowledge-based articles on the community, okay. right? So have a question about this, read this article. Um, here's what other providers are doing. You know, we kind of have those. Um, when we start to see trends, what we do is we take the good questions from circles and we turn them into enablement webinars. So mm-hmm. as we're, you know, enabling our customers to use our products, it's like, hey, and by the way, customers usually ask questions about X. Here are some of the things our customers are doing, you know, and that's more of a PowerPoint presentation, but that's a key piece for us to help enable customers at scale. Um, Yeah. Gosh, you asked me so much in that first track. Tracking. Yeah. What do you, what is, what's kind of the KPIs there or, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. So for us, um, what I, and this is the other great thing. um, Our leadership team has said a circles is a success if two people are on it because we're having that at scale conversation. I went over and beyond, I have three. Right? Uh, oh my gosh, <laughs> amazing, right? We actually cap registration um, because mm-hmm. we don't want them to become a- Yeah, it makes sense. Where nobody's talking, right? So um, so we, we, we have, um, you know, we want people to be engaged. We ask them questions after, was this useful? We track that kind of like MPS score. Okay, um, so you put MPS or something, out, you know, afterwards was, or do you yeah, do, do the- Afterwards, okay. for sure. Um, and then, you know, from like a really tactical kind of look, we uh, the system we use to host the session flows into um, our database. So we, we track everything there. Mm. It's automated. So it saves my team a bit of work on the back end. They're not having to upload lists and download lists. And Yeah, I mean, you could, I don't know what you use, but you could put Zoom, push that into like Marketo or Salesforce or whatever you're doing. 100%. Yeah. yeah. And then we can, you know, look at that over. And what's incredible, I always go, is this going to be the quarter that we're going to like not have as many attendees? Is this going to be the quarter that, you know, people are going to say no. And every quarter, quarter over quarter, because we add new topics, yeah. because we add new products, because new customers are coming in. It's never the same conversation twice. Uh, we just keep killing it. I mean, it's awesome. I'm so proud of my team. Yeah, and, and tactically, I'm, I'm just thinking about some of those tactics. Is so, uh, and I'm proud of you and your team as well. And it sounds like <laughs> doing. I mean, I love it. Uh, so you said you come out with the PowerPoint, but it's just a few slides that just kind of probably helps kind of guide the conversation. Is my assumption? Yeah. That's right. Then, we talk rules of engagement. Yeah. Right. Yeah, We're gonna call sense. on you. <laughs> yeah. We're good. Yeah. This is, and this and I like I like that. Right. And there's what five, ten people is kind of the. Yeah, right around. Yeah, under, you know, I always say between five and 10. Okay. It's kind of your golden. Once you get past that, then you start to have the one to two people kind of conversing. And then the others are, which is fine. It's great if they want to come and listen, if they don't know about the topic and they want to learn. 
yeah. that's another great benefit. But if you start getting past that 10, people, you yeah, start to have listen. those star players, right? And, and yeah. this is one group. Yeah, I like it. And you just pick a topic and then just go after the topic. That's right. Got it. Yeah. And is it just a community manager running that or somebody like that? or? It's actually our customer success managers. Hmm. Um, there are moderators. So my team can't do what we do without that team. Um, they're creating content for the community. Uh, they're moderating sessions for us. They're putting, it, when it, it's enablement webinars or we have some like office hours, they're putting the, the messaging together. Um, we are really integrated like at the hip with our customer success management team. And awesome. it's, it's um, I'm so thankful for them as well every day. Okay, well, that that's, yeah. I like, I love that. And, and I think that, that is super important and, and that's extremely helpful to me. It's something that I might think about how to partner with um, the success team because, you know, they should own some of this stuff. And I think they probably would want to do some of this, you know, I think all you need is one or two to kind of start it and then you just go. I mean, obviously from here on up, you know, it's probably got to be bought in to some degree, but. Mm -hmm. um, you know, test it, give it a whirl for a quarter, say, Hey, I want, you know, it, it's going to take you a while to kind of get, for us, um, in our first kind of learnings, customers would show up and go, okay, talk to me, right? Present to me. Yeah. They thought it was more of a webinar. Yeah. And so that's where we kind of, you know, came up with this, like, all right, we're going to talk about the rules of engagement on this session. Uh, everybody here is going to speak. And if you don't start speaking, um, we're going to call on you. So, yeah. and then also what, what we find really is helpful, Chris, is we start with like an icebreaker question for everybody to kind of answer just yeah. to get that, you know, I'm get Allison, I'm from here. These are my top concerns. We ask like fun questions, you know, what's your favorite Halloween candy, hmm. you know, just to kind of candy corn. Is it candy corn? Well, you know, I, I used to okay. like it a lot, but I it's got been it for a while. you. Come Halloween, you get a big package <laughs> of candy corn from me. <laughs> I'll eat it. <laughs> All right. But, you know, just, and it, it doesn't have to be like part of our thing is let's have some fun and let's not be so serious. So, you know, yeah, let's, let's learn a little bit about the people. Cause then again, that helps to build your customer community as well. When they start seeing each other on these sessions and it's pretty awesome. Do you put yeah. like a, sorry for all these tactical questions. No, but, it's you know, okay. To me, it's good. Um, do you put like a calendar uh, thing on the community to where, Hey, this session, this session, this session, boom, boom, boom. So-and-so is going to be the moderator. I don't know, whatever it is. Yeah. So we do have a full calendar of events um, and we have a whole journey around that as well. Right. So we send out emails hmm. at the beginning of, you know, kind of a few weeks, but we go monthly yeah. with our sessions. So it's like, Hey, this is the schedule. Don't forget sessions fill up. So, you know, get registered. Um, and then we put it on the community as well. They can link in. Um, our customer success team talks about it on all their customer calls. Like, have you been on a circles lately or have you been to a virtual engagement? Um, hmm. All of our release uh, kind of readiness materials talks about, you know, we released this new feature. Here hmm. are the circles that support it. Here are the circles. Got yeah. I mean, I mean, we are. Um, it's like a machine. You, you've got it. Kind we're of all, we're all interwoven. Right. Exactly. And, and you kind of asked me too. you know, from a circles what other things do we talk about or kind of link them to? We link them into our education courses as well. Yeah. Calix University. Yeah. So you want to learn more about building a marketing campaign? Do we have a course for you? Right. Yeah. And we can link them right in. So 
it's, um, it's taken three years for us and we're still always, you know, finding kind of how we can improve, but it's, uh, it's fun to see the growth when I pull together, you know, my charts, I'm like three a week. And then you see the big spike and it's like, Oh, wow. And we haven't slowed down since then. Yeah. I mean, I I think you continue to do what works. I mean, maybe, you know, eight months from now that doesn't work as well. And you do something a little bit different, you know? Um, but I, I feel like things like that will continue to work. And, and I love how you're, uh, not just getting the customer success managers engaged and involved just from the beginning. And, you know, it's, it's, it's probably a learning for them as well. And they learn from their customers and they get to know their customers better and they can probably start connecting them. And then when renewal con- time comes, you know, they have that relationship that probably helps with renewals and upsells, cross sells and gets them deeper into the accounts and all those kind of beautiful, wonderful things, it is. you know, yeah. and it helps training in a lot of different ways through, you know, you, people are taking the courses because they're hearing about it more. They're exposed to it more. And they're like, Oh, I want to learn about that more. I assume that, you know, registrations are either consistent or continue to go up mm-hmm. uh, because of the education and working together. Um, I love it. You know, it, it seems really hard to do, um, you know, from my standpoint, but it, it does seem like the uh, very logical thing to do as well. I love it. And I think, you know, for you, I mean, again, I was, it's, where's your focus? Where's your priority? Right. And where's your bandwidth? I think try a couple of months and then go from, you know, I mean, I, I was a team of one supporting two and then three CSMs. That was a lot of what I did was logistically setting up things and, you know, getting on and helping them moderate. And we're trying to figure it out. Um, It took us a long time to become this machine of, you know, okay, that's the schedule. We know what to expect. But you're, but you're focused and you continue to do it for years. That's right. And it just grew and grew and grew, you know? And so love it. It shows consistency does pay off. It so. does. I, you know, <laughs> my brushing my teeth every day definitely mm-hmm. paid off. <laughs> I think that's an important part to do a couple, at least two or three times a day. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so um, what about... Uh, when you think of not just virtual, but, you know, on-site events and things like that, how does community and digital and, um, you know, uh, education play in that? Yeah. I mean, so on-site, again, I think my, you know, my knowledge of the industry events has lent mm-hmm. well to kind of where the customers want to be and where we can fit in. Um, you know, we're in the throes of planning our big customer event in the fall and, Again, it's, you know, giving customers the right, what they, what they ask for. So we have, you know, yep. circle sessions in person um, for two afternoons. Registration always fills up. We're always on a wait list and we just try, like, it's like, how many more bodies can we fit in this room? Wow. Um, I think I gave the event team a stat pre-pandemic, the circles we had, it took 80 Calix employees to help us over, you know, the course of the event to help us run these sessions. That is a huge lift. Wow. Um, so takes, sessions? You know, just because it's, we didn't have the same people in the room, different people moderated at different times. Mm-hmm. We had the events team helping us with registration. We had, you know, other teams, sales teams pushing people in. I mean, it, it takes an army and yeah. like cross-functional help, which I think, you know, um, but then, you know, how do we tie that in? It's um, our Calix champions program, which is our our advocacy program of our amazing customers, 
that's how we start to kind of weave them into an event. So if you're a champion, are you going to be a champion of education? Go to our education sessions. Do you want to champion a circles? Do all of it, right? Like this is how champions do connections, I think is kind of one of our big messages. And then just making sure that we always kind of have that lens for them, not for us. I, you know, I could tell you where I would want to be, but let's figure out what you're interested in and work with the marketing team on the agenda and say, oh, you're a marketer. We have these amazing things for you. And we push from sales, marketing, customer success to give them the best event experience they can, right? What do you want to learn about and how can we help you? I love that. That's, that's really cool. It's, It's like a, uh, a side event, you know, on the main event, you know what I mean? And, yeah. and <laughs> so the under the underground, right. It's like what we always talk about, like, cause it circles after dark, we're not sure, you know, yeah. but it's, um, it, it became, and last year when we were in person, um, at our big event, it became like this, where'd you get that? Were you in a circles? Oh, you're a champion too. Mm-hmm. And it kind of became this groundswell of like, Oh, I've seen you online. And now I'm meeting you in person. And so our yeah. goal leading into the event this year is, okay, you all have seen each other online. Come in person and meet yeah, each other come in on person. person. That's right. And when, so, it, when is your big event? October 15th this year, okay. 15th through the 17th. So a couple of days. Yeah. Three days. Yeah. Saturday, so, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Yeah. Saturday, like Saturday? Golf. Saturdays like golf oh. and other customer events and. Okay. Um, then Sunday we have training and education. So we'll have, you know, my education team will be on site teaching, enabling, um, and then People come on Saturday and Sunday. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Every year. Yeah. It's, it's, our customers are just incredible. They are incredible people who just kind of a weird time to do it, but yeah, it's it. It, like historically it made sense. We were teamed with like another industry event years ago okay. that went Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So we would have people stay Saturday, Sunday, and then we would start Monday, Tuesday, um, mm-hmm. kind of give them that break over the weekend where they could recharge and then yeah, head into our event. Yeah. Interesting. Wow. But this is, this is intriguing, Allison. <laughs> like I just, <laughs> And there's so much to do. Like for us, we don't even have, sorry for all the questions, but no, you know, I'm, Chris, I'm very intrigued. You're building um, it, man. It's awesome. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying, you know, and, and I think there's a huge appetite for it, you know, for now, you know, I think most industries are probably looking at, you know, the, the, the times with Russia and the, um, you know, stock market and all these kind of inflation, a lot of crazy stuff's going on right now. And so, you know, um, certain things are being put on hold, right? For us and probably for most businesses, if they're smart, because I think you're going to start seeing, I don't know if it's massive layoffs, but you're going to start seeing that, you know, here in five to six months, which you've already starting to see sort of the, you know, some of these smaller technology companies. Um, But I love what you guys are doing. Um, And you have one big event a year. Is that right? I I mean, our, yeah, our connections event is big. And then, um, but, you know, we do um, spring events, which is our connections at local. That's more we take connections to cities. Oh, so, that's it, so people who can, you know, travel, maybe might not be able to travel to our big event, can come out to yeah. the city events. I think we're doing 30 of those right now across. Jeez. Yeah. It's um, our events team. Like I said, they are, I think, 180 events or so a year. They're amazing. They are fantastic at what they do. And so, so, you know, my CEO told me the other day, and I don't think I told you this, but 
I've said on appears over beers, but this is so intriguing that it's just right for this to say it again. Mm-hmm. He goes, Chris, I believe that community, which is a lot of pressure. Um, so, so I'll back up. I had um, this this show on. Uh, it's Ask Me Anything with our CTO and founder. It's okay. always kind of popular. You know, people like to ask him questions and things like that. And um, and you know, I think we had a hundred and something people come, but you know, at that particular thing, you know, a lot of employee, we have a lot of new employees, 40% of our employees are only six months old, right? Okay. So oh, wow. Yeah. Think, Ma- massive growth. Of, yeah. It's massive growth. And so they're highly interested in, in listening to our CTO and founder, right? right? But, you know, customers and partners are too. So we had maybe 50 or so customers and partners on there. And then okay. the rest were employees, which was a lot. I agree. Yeah. But, <laughs> but that's me, great. But, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I see it as a great thing, but he sees it. He, I said, Oh, it's, it was pretty good. You know, uh, we had, and I gave him the numbers and he goes, well, I see it a little different. Um, and he said, uh, I see community as bringing in hundreds of events a year, thousands of customers and partners and non-employees to these events every year. Uh, he goes, community needs to be a marketing machine, you know? And, mm. and I was like, okay. You know, and I had a call with him, you know, just, I was like, you know, I don't, I don't, know exactly how to do that that's what i told him i go well i'm not sure how to do that because well that's the fun and not knowing is you get to go figure it out yeah (laughs) be brave enough to suck at something new it's like something i tell my team all the time (laughs) like we're not going to get it right out of the gate right i believe me over the past three years there have been some major oopsies right where we just go Mm -hmm. okay we won't do that again yeah i think he doesn't care about that right you know it's he's just thinking you know how what I think he's probably heard is user groups and things like that about yeah. how communities have really brought in a lot of different people within, you know, coming together, connecting, doing all the things that you just said, yeah. um, which, you know, I really love digitally what you guys are doing, uh, bringing people in and just having discussions and you're doing like, I don't know what you say, 20 of these or more or whatever a week. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Like it's awesome. Um, and so that brings in, you know, if, if you're only having five or 10 people, if you did it 10 times, would you say 20 or 30, whatever, a week? Yeah. That's crazy. We're talking you know, about, like, you know, 200 customers a week, 800 customers a month, roughly. Yeah. yeah. You know? 800 sometimes customers it's up, a month. sometimes it's down, but you're, already hit, you're going to hit your thousand within two months. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so, but also, yeah. you know, with his, with his statement, um, what is his goal? Because for me, and I just got done talking about this mm-hmm. to a larger group here. Community for me is more than it, like he said, more than just a platform, right? It, yeah. it becomes the relationships that you have with your customers. Yeah. Um, and again, it, it takes like Chris, I mean, how many times have I said it takes an army yeah. of people at Calyx to help enable my team yeah. to do what we want to do. Um, and that, like you said, if, if he supports that, then perfect. Like, Bring well, in the you know, armies, you know, and let's and start small. I think he supports that in a way, um, you know, but it's also up to me to figure out how to go do it. Right. Yeah. You know, and um, and he will support me in kind of saying this is what I'm thinking. And I expect others to think that way, too. Mm. Right. And so but then it's up to me to kind of build those relationships internally to to really communicate the way we should go about it, the way we should. And I, I am doing that today. And, and I, I'll be honest, like, it's a struggle. You know, um, I'll give you an example is, um, 
so I'm bringing this kind of, I like the things that you're doing because it's a little different um, uh, in thinking, but I'm trying to bring t- together this, you know, it's a buzzword in the community space, but I'm using it is community led growth. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I think that's important. And, and the way I'm trying to bring that in is thinking about, yes, we have this technical community today, which brings in our customers and we have some community shows that go deep into the product and help them understand the product better. I mean, all the things that you do from uh, enablement and, and things like that. And, and so we're doing a lot of good stuff with Reltio. Today, I believe that Reltio or the master data management space has kind of an identity problem and, a, um, and that it's really hard and it's valuable if you can do it, you know, but, um, but it's also... Um, not the first thing on the minds of the business leaders, you know, is master data management. So I believe that within the data space, in addition to this technical community, there's a huge opportunity for us to go after. And, and, and when I say that is it's bringing kind of those thought leaders together, whether it's CDO, you know, chief data officers, CTOs, VP of enterprise architecture, or VP of data governance, those kind of people in a sense together, that's one. The two is, is having them and being kind of the broker between the thought leadership, bring them in, have a podcast, creating great, you know, uh, video podcasts, podcasts, you know, even thought leadership papers around these different kind of uh, content pieces and, and things like that, you know, pushing them out, pushing them out on the behalf of that person. And the, it could be influencers within the space. Right. And so trying to create that. So that's in a nutshell, what I'm trying to do. And, 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 uh, because we're not doing that today. We're not, you know, not really. We're just trying to think about RELTIO, 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 master data management, you know. That works to those people that know what master data management is, you know yeah. what I mean? But they don't really, um, point is, is, you know, my CMO is on board to some degree, right? Like, and he's like, all right, great. I'm going to give you the audience. And so, you know, he's giving me the audience to kind of present this to our leader of PMM, the leader of, you know, our, our uh, person that's really focused in on thought leadership with our CTO and things like yeah. that, you know, um, but it's hard because then, you know, one leader would be like, you know, of digital and, and she, you know, she's like, well, you know, that's really hard because we get to put it in this campaign and that campaign and do this. And it's like, well, yeah, yeah, we can start small. We don't have to boil the ocean, you know, yeah. like, but it's a lot of opinions and a lot of thoughts and it's hard. It is hard to just bring it around because you have to make it relevant to them. And I'm thinking to myself, I still don't have everybody on board, right? Because they don't, because they still don't get it, you know, and maybe I don't, I've got to figure out ways that it's going to help them do better. You know what I mean? So kind of get off a little bit, but I think it, it does have stuff to do with events. I think it has something to do with the content. And, and getting the awareness of uh, some of this out there. And I think the way to do it, the best ways to do it are, you know, tactically when you think of quick hit videos, quick hit audio video type stuff, um, yeah. think of blogs on the behalf of those people and things like that, using that community to really drive the content, you know, and talking about how they've solved problems or talking about how they haven't solved the problem, but they've tried these different things, you know, around these problems that they tried to solve, you know, I think, to me, it's a huge opportunity, you know, and so. It is. And, you know, finding it, it's those adjunct audiences that are close enough to it, but yeah. might look at it with, you know, that slightly different, you know, so you have kind of your core, right? Mm-hmm. And then it's okay, who kind of 
sits in the office next to that core group of people that might know whether you know you don't want to like jump from super yeah. technical to not yeah um and that's kind of where we started as well you know we had kind of two different you know groups of people we were talking to they will never talk to each other mm. <laughs> i mean they do but like it wouldn't make sense for us to blend so we just had I to agree. have that kind of goal clear of yeah. this is what these people want to talk about and that's what we're here to do is it's not talk about what we want to talk about. It's what they yep. want to talk about. Right. And so I think, especially around thought leadership, I like that. it's what do they want to talk about? And then you can weave in kind of the benefits of your cus your company. Um, but it's not all, I mean, we don't talk about, I mean, on circles, it's not about our products. Yeah. So I agree if, with that. if you're not a customer, so for at like industry events, if you're not a customer of ours and you want to come and attend a circle, you'll fit right in. Yeah. Come on in. Um, and it's just another benefit that we give to our customers is that we allow, we enable these conversations to happen. And I think that's what they start to see us as, you know, it's not about us selling. It's about helping them do their job better. It's industry led focused, right? Like yeah. rather than, you know, product led. And I think that's to me is what I'm trying to get at and, yeah. um, and trying to communicate, but it's not easy Allison, because it, you know what? It's a, new model. it's a new business yeah. model, right? I mean, you yeah. talk about like marketing. I'm very lucky. We have, again, just an incredible marketing team here who understands the, it's, it's, um, they don't see us as a marketing. They know that our function is very different from a marketing, yeah. traditional marketing function, but they understand what we're doing. Yeah. Um, but that's, I think at, at first it was like, well, you know, how are you going to track leads from this or how are you going to, and, mm -hmm. and we're not. This isn't a lead generating activity. Yeah. This is, you know, customer enablement. And I think that clear delineation as well really helps kind of set the, you know, there's calyx.com and then there's my calyx, which is for calyx customers only. There's a very clear delineation between what my team handles online and what the marketing team handles online. But we absolutely have to be in, you know, lockstep. Working together. Yeah. yeah. But it's, it, those kind of, I hate swim lanes, but swim lanes um, really help them to under, I, I know what they do and I yeah. respect and, you know, understand how hard it is. They know what we do. And so I think, but it took a while. It, it's because it's out community, customer success. It's new. I mean, yeah. relatively new to the business world. Right. So you kind of, I think you're doing all the right things and having the right conversations, you just might have to kind of tell them seven times and show them, you know <laughs> I mean? Yeah. That's, I, I felt like, you know, I kind of went on like the tour of like, I'm going to say the same presentation about 10 times to different people, Yeah. So that they under, you know, cause it, it felt very office space. Like, what would you say you do here? You know? And it's like, yeah. well, let me tell you. It's, it's hard. Um, you know, uh, and I love to tell my struggles because then you always give me really good advice like you just did. So I appreciate that is, yeah. you know, because I own two pieces right now is the technical community and the real and our Reltio executive council, which is just made oh. up of um, executives. And, and so it's, it's completely different yeah. and agendas are different. Like this is higher, way higher touch, you know, and those kinds of things. And, you know, um, and then me also trying to go into uh, this thought leadership, community-led kind of thing. It feels a little different than, but it's bringing, in a sense, some of these executives on the executive council uh, yeah. to 
help provide some of that thought leadership, but also bringing in influencers. And it seems bigger and it's hard to manage because it's just me right now. So I've got to yeah. figure out, you know, ways to kind of think about that. I have a great exercise for you. I just had mm-hmm. uh, my champion advocacy manager do this. Okay. Um, I had him put together a Venn diagram. Mm-hmm. Because we also have very disparate audiences that sometimes we're like, how does this make sense together, right? This, yeah. There has to be a connection, but we're not sure what. And so he did like a circle of, you know, our technical champions over here. I'm going to use your kind of audiences. And then we have a circle of like our executive, you know, audience over here. And then there's like that third of like thought leadership. Is there anybody in any of those circles that might be in the middle, and Absolutely. Then you, then you start there and it's like either have them speak on a panel about a topic that they might have in common yeah. or you try to get those folks on a circles because then you start to understand maybe what the tying between the three groups is. Yeah. Um, that was a really, I, I geek out over that because that was like super fun for us to like not realize, oh gosh, these core 10 people have influence over the three kind of circles we're trying to influence. Yeah. Right. Let's introduce them and see what they can tell us about their job and, you know, how their struggles might be the same. Just as, is, I, yeah, sorry, Venn diagramming in, like put me in a workshop. No, I love it. <laughs> this is great. Like, uh, I, I learned so much from you uh, the last couple of times and anytime I talk to you, it's, it's just, uh, it's just eye-opening to me and, and extremely helpful, um, you know, because you give me some real juicy things I can go after. Right. Yeah. And then some of the things that you're doing, you've already done it or the things I'm thinking about doing, you've already done it, you know, yeah. and, uh, and I love it. Um, anything else? Because this has been great. Yeah. The, no, this, I want, I, I hate to leave you with like another like piece, but I do want you to pause and like, look back over what you have accomplished because yeah. I don't do that enough hmm. until I like put charts together for, you know, the executive team. And I'm like, <laughs> exactly. wow. Oof. But you, Chris, over the time I've known you have done incredible things with the team. I mean, the content you produce, the blogs you produce, what you're putting together is, I mean, I'm like, how is he doing all this with the team he has? So just recognize that, like, you're doing the right things, I think. Um, and it's inspiring to me because you're awesome. So. Well, thank you. That That's that's uh, really great to hear. And, and I appreciate that. You know, but I also think some of the things that you've done to scale your team uh, are things that I haven't done today yet, right? And and so we can learn from each other um, because you know there's only so much one person can do. Even one of my bosses said, "Chris, you're doing great, and I love the scrappiness, but you know you can't uh, you can't continue to do this forever, you know, and and, and grow and, and that kind of stuff." And so add some, add some you know, people. Give me some headcount. Yeah, but it's not as easy to say that, right? Because what happens is, is that, you know, this thing happens, right, with Russia, and then, yeah. you know, all this other stuff. And so they're like, oh, whoa, let's not do any ads. And, and so then they're very strategic in who they go after and they don't, you know, and that kind of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Like, just my thought yeah. I was going to get somebody. I'm not. But, you know, you just have to figure out, okay, well, this year, what, what can I do? And um, how can I be uh, as or more successful than I was yeah. You know, and I, I believe that, you know, you, again, have done an extremely good job and, and you've spent many years doing it, but you've done very well and you've got a whole team of like 15 people or more, you know, and so, and it's only going to get better for you because 
the, the way you've done things, the way you've kind of um, built your, your teams and your, um, and your, uh, and your company is just phenomenal. So, you know, yeah. kudos to you as well. Mm. Um, but uh, well, Austin, it's been great. Yeah. Uh, Thanks, Chris. Had, had most of that time. I think we have just a few minutes, but uh, thank you for coming over on uh, peers over beers again. I really do appreciate it. Me too, man. This was awesome. Love chatting with you. <laughs> well, I'll make sure to after this is schedule another one for us. Um, hey, we still have a whole arm of education to talk about. <laughs> we do. And I, yeah. I want to, you know, something that I, um, I told my uh, education guy, maybe uh, you can help influence him and we'll get him on peers over beers <gasps> is have the three of us just sit down and talk about the education part. And then you can bring in a community piece because, yeah. you know, he wants to work with community um, but right now he's overloaded, right, on all this other shit that he's working on. And so, yeah. you know, it's like, well, you know, how does he start thinking about that, you know, with the team? Because, you know, he has a bigger team than I do of four or five people. I have me. Um, and so how do we kind of think about that and how do we work together and, and, and start? Where's the, you know, how do you start on the journey? You know, because we're not, we talk about it because he's a very cool guy and he wants to do the right things. But you know, with time and stuff like that, but we can't let that be an excuse. Right. Yeah. So, um, so it might be beneficial maybe for the next one is to have him on and just have a discussion around it, you know, so that would be a blast. I'd love that. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. All right, Allison. Thanks so much for coming on another Piers Over Beers. I'm Chris Detzel and Allison Boudreaux. Thanks again, Allison. Thanks.